Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is almost as big of a basketball fan as I am, but not quite, Brandon Siegel. I feel like this is a relative skill you've just put out there, because I feel like we're pretty comparable, and if, if not comparable, I might be a little... <sighs> I, I don't think a so. A little more. You're not, you're not quite there. You're a big fan, but I'm, I don't know any... Uh, bigger fan of basketball than me, so you just know gotta what? put that out there. May- maybe I'll take. I think I'll take the football crown. You can take the basketball. We settled there. I'm cool with that. All right, sounds good. Um, but we got a great episode planned today. Um, an early one. We're actually recording this on Friday, so yes, a two day early episode. You you have some fun plans this weekend. Yeah, I maybe do. a little shout out prepared. You got a little shout out. I do. Um, uh, actually, we're celebrating one of my best friends bachelor party tomorrow um he's been one of my best friends since about fifth, fourth fifth grade landon shout out uh shout out to devin another one of my best friends and shout out to Jaden, huge sports fan like myself um so have fun with that uh congrats to landon um from us at small baller podcast but trevor why don't you give us the uh rundown for today's episode all right so today we're going to talk about tom brady getting a two-year extension with the patriots antonio brown in this whole helmet situation Evan Mobley, number one prospect in the class of 2020 for basketball, commits to USC. Uh, we got this new rule that NCAA has put out, being called by some people the Rich Paul rule. Then we got small talk trivia, randomly ranked. And for our main topic, we're going to do a preview of the AFC conference of the NFL with the season coming up. We wanted to start get into football mode, you know, because it's coming up fastly. Oh, I can't wait. Quickly. I smell say. football. I fastly. Fastly. <laughs> yeah, quickly. Hey, new words here on the Small Baller Podcast <laughs> we are creating. Someone put that in the dictionary. That's yeah, that's no. that's up there with, uh, that was, with a good word. With One potpourri. of the best words we've said on the Small Baller Podcast. So what do we have? We have kerfuffle. Potpourri. Potpourri. And now fastly. Those are the, the three mm. words of the day. So next time you guys need a word, wow. just come to the Small Baller Podcast. We got you. Um, but moving on to our first topic, Tom Brady's new contract. He got it extended two years. Um, so he's now under contract for three seasons, including this one. Uh, this season, he will receive $23 million. Next season, $30 million, And the season after, $32 million. So he signed through 2021. Um, and this is an $8 million increase over the $15 million he was scheduled to be paid. Um, so to me, this is a no-brainer. You sign Tom Brady for whatever amount of money he wants. Um, what's crazy about the NFL is it's so – I mean, having cap space is so valuable because even great players don't get paid a ton of money. You know, quarterbacks are paid so heavily in this league, and, you know, having the best quarterback on your team, it's important to keep him happy. Uh, so it really doesn't seem like he needs any receivers or really anyone on his team to win. Sadly, I'm not a big Patriots fan. I know you are. Um, but uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on uh, extending him another two years through – 2021. Um, I was happy to see this happen. Obviously, I would like to have Tom Brady playing for the Patriots as long as possible. Whether he can make it to age 45, we'll have to see if that's going to happen. But I think that means that he is going to play maybe another three years, which is awesome to see. Um, hopefully, maybe get one more Super Bowl, maybe even two. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But either way, I'm very happy with this result. Hopefully zero. But moving <laughs> forward, uh, Antonio Brown, this came out today. Uh this is I don't even know what to make of this, but Antonio Brown had a two-hour-long conference call with an independent arbitrator. Arbit, arbit, arbitrator is that? That's how you say the word. Uh, arbit. He was in arbitration. We just took a legal studies class too. We should be able to say these words. Um, but um, and he's arguing why he should be able to wear his ten-year-old helmet. He's worn the same helmet, I guess, for ten years. Um, and he's arguing that he should be able to wear this helmet. It's very important to him. Is this ridiculous? Are we are we just putting this as like it's just a ridiculous it's, argument? It's very ridiculous. You know, I think that 
obviously the the helmets that uh, they want him to wear now are supposed to be safer. The old helmets were proven to be not as not as safe. So I think this is a little ridiculous that he's really getting this mad about a helmet. Um, I saw a report that Adam Schefter put out that said that his complaint was based on the fact that um, he has like vision problems. He said with some of the helmets he's tested out. Now maybe he's only tested out a few. I don't know exactly what the deal with that is, but I'm sure that there's some new ones that will have great vision, maybe even better than he had with his old helmet. I don't understand anything that's happening with this. Uh, I, I personally have not been accustomed to wearing a football helmet often. Um, so, I mean, I guess maybe there's a comfort level, but you would think that they can make a football helmet for you that's comfortable, especially in the NFL and especially as big of a player as he is. So I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense to me. Wear a different helmet and get paid way too much money to catch a football. I, I mean, that's just what it is to me. It seems like Antonio Brown's a little bit of an issue uh, for teams when they have him. I mean, he has this weird foot injury that the football doctor has said that it's not even what he says it is. Um, when he had, like, a freezing injury, and the football doctor was like, yeah, it's not a freezing injury. Um, it, I don't know. To me, it's just confusing. I, I don't understand. Just wear a different helmet. Uh, again, maybe this yeah. is from the fact that I did not play football. I wish I did, but I did not. So, uh, you know, whatever's happening with him, you know, we'll, we'll just move on from this. Uh, Evan Mobley is the number one overall recruit in the 2020 class. And he has just committed to USC uh, following his uh, dad, who coaches there, and his brother, I believe, um, which is very interesting. Uh, thoughts on this, Trevor? What do you think of us, uh, of uh, Evan Mobley? So I haven't watched him play a ton, but in highlights I've seen, he's actually seven feet tall, and he's very um, versatile with the ball. He, you know, he can dribble the basket, and obviously, and I don't want to make this comparison because it seems kind of crazy. But there's certain uh, things I see that remind me a little bit of Giannis just because of his height and what he can do with the ball, um, the long strides he can take and get to the basket and dunk it quickly. It just looks insane. I mean, and this is crazy. It's the way we're trending with these basketball players who they're so tall and they could still do all this stuff with the ball, Um, you know, from KD to Giannis, maybe now to Evan Mobley. It's just insane. Uh what we're seeing with some of these basketball players nowadays. And another thing that I find interesting is that like, the center position in the NBA is kind of fading away. Um, it's becoming more stretch fives or even stretch fours. You need a shooting center. So, I mean, you look at like DeAndre Ayton, uh, center, number one overall recruit. Um, this past year, James Wiseman, number one overall recruit. And now we see uh, Evan Mobley, uh, number one overall recruit center. Is, do you think the NBA would revive you know, we're kind of getting back to a center-like position. With I mean, there's all these top recruits or centers. Or is it just we're seeing that these big guys who can shoot? Well, I mean, they got the height for sure. But I think that, I mean, and DeAndre Ayton's, I think, different. I think he is um, a little bit closer to a typical center. But James Wiseman and Mobley are both nowhere near like your typical center. They're very versatile. You know, they can play um, on the perimeter a little bit. And, you know, they can do a lot of different things. So I think it's really interesting what we're seeing. Yeah, they, de- they definitely have more of a complete game. It's, it's, it is interesting to see these centers become more prominent um, in the recruiting rankings being the top recruits. Um, but overall, good for Evan Mobley uh, to USC. Wish he would have went to Michigan, but I don't even know if he had an offer to Michigan, but whatever. Moving on to uh, an issue I think we're both excited to talk about. Um, the NCAA, uh, if I got this correct, uh, they put some uh, rules together to help uh, players come back um, to, you know, criteria for the agents to have um, for student-athletes so they don't get, you know, screwed over 
or you know whatever the case may be for these players because some players have been screwed over you know trying to declare but then come back or just declare um so the criteria now you now need a bachelor's degree you need certification from the nba nbpa um in a minimum of three years and you have to take an in-person exam now um but the big part of this is you need a bachelor's degree and that singles out one agent who's become a very big player one of my personal favorite people in the world i love this guy i love his company i love the man that he associates himself with and that is rich paul owner of clutch sports and good friend of lebron james uh and there's a lot to say about this is this what do you think obviously this isn't the right move i think we're both gonna agree on that what do you think i mean what do you think the point of the nc did you think it was more malicious than not um i'm not exactly sure what the point was i think that they're just trying to restrict some of these agents, I think they want to have more control. I think that's what it comes down to. They want to try to take um, a little bit more freedom away from the players. I think this was just selfish on their part. Um, and the thing that really annoys me is that having to have a bachelor's degree to be an agent to represent student-athlete is ridiculous to me. Um, if you want to be an agent, the best way to learn about how to become a sports agent is not from the classes you're going to be learning in any college. I mean, there might be like specialized colleges that might help, but um, for the most part, the best way to learn is from experience. And Rich Paul, he has had now about 20 years of experience, I would say. LeBron's been in the league for close to 20 years now, about 16, mm-hmm. 17. And he hasn't represented LeBron for that whole time. LeBron yeah. was with CAA for a little bit, but Rich Paul was right. gaining uh, information from working with Nike, gaining yes. information from working at CAA. So he... He's been in it for a long time, Um, but continue what you're saying, Trevor. Yeah, but the point is just that a guy like Rich Paul who has so much experience, and not that he necessarily is going to represent some of these athletes anyway who are testing the waters. Um, He might in the future, but maybe not in this specific case. But I think the point is that you're just taking away options from these players and the agents to be able to represent these student-athletes, and I don't think that that's the right solution at all. Uh, I see this as a direct thing towards someone like Rich Paul. Um, and truthfully also that the NCAA sees this as a business. I don't think they like so much that these players aren't necessarily graduating or aren't necessarily making the right choices at the end, uh, which would seem like it's more for the interest of the player, but it's not at the end of the day. It's the NCAA wanting to be a business. And when you single out someone who's had so much success and been such a great agent to so many players in the league and have helped them in a huge way, and someone who's one of the best at his jobs. I mean, I don't think anyone in the world... I mean, there's so many people who are high up who didn't complete their degrees uh, exactly. com- in b- big companies. This, to me, is a targeted rule. It's something that they made with malicious intent, and it's not something that I think will go over well, and it hasn't gone over well. Uh, so for me, I, I, I'm very, very... I mean, it's not like I've been impressed with the NCAA up until this point. Right. They've made a ton of decisions that I don't enjoy. But overall, I, I, I don't like this. I, I wish they you know, didn't do something like this, and I hope maybe it'll be changed in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but moving forward off this topic... Uh, shout, out, shout out Rich Paul once, one more time. Rich Paul, if you're somehow listening to this podcast, please come on. I'd love to talk to you and just pick your brain for hours. If, if Rich Paul comes to the podcast, how long will you make it? I, I, we can surpass the half an hour period. I'd make it five hours. <laughs> yeah, two hours, three hours. Two <laughs> hours, three hours. I'm sure there'd be a ton to talk <laughs> Sounds about. Sounds good. Uh, but moving forward to small talk trivia, uh, the score right now is eight to seven. Um, and I think, I think I went first last time. I could be wrong. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? And I can go first, I guess. All right, sounds good. All right, so with my question, it's going to be related to the NFL. Okay. Who was the youngest quarterback, starting quarterback, to win a Super Bowl? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so is this a, a quarterback that plays in the Super Bowl? Yeah, so the youngest starting quarterback to win a Super Bowl, he is, like, playing. He's not hurt or anything. Um. All right, so I would guess Brady has to be up there. Now, Brady won a Super Bowl. Oh, he might have been, what, two or three years in the league? Was it? When did they win their first Super Bowl? I don't even remember. I don't remember what year. It, uh, Brady definitely has to be up there. Um, I would think that we have to have, trying to go back through, like, the previous Super Bowl winners. Right. Um, Russell Wilson was young, but I don't think he was that young at all. Brady's the only one that, like, apparent, very apparently comes to my mind that is still playing, that it was young when they won a Super Bowl. Um... Flacco was decently young, but I don't think he was Brady young. I think he was like twenty-seven. Which, thinking about that, that's not that young. Um, let's see. Uh, Nick, I'll, and I'll and I'll just give you another hint. I think you're already on the track, but it is someone who is still playing. Yeah, that's what you said. I I I Brady's the only one I can think of that comes to my mind that was super young when they won. I I'd have to say Brady. That is not correct. Oof. The answer is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, interesting. He was 23 years old. Tom Brady's the second youngest quarterback to win uh, a Super Bowl. So, he, young. he won really young. Was that? It had to be his first or second year. Probably his second yeah, year. It was, yeah, first or second year. Yeah. Ugh, I hate him, so he didn't cross my mind for that reason. Um, but, Trevor, your question. USC got Evan Mobley, top recruit in the 2020 class. All right. Who was their top recruit? To come to the class in the 2019 year. USC's top recruit in the mm-hmm. 2019 class. Yep. According to ESPN's recruiting According rankings, to I should ESPN. say. Okay. Um, USC. Hmm. In the 2019 mm-hmm. class. And I'll give wow. you a clue. This, this guy is one of the top recruits. He's a five-star recruit. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's top 20 or so. Um, I'm trying to go through. I'm trying to think. And they definitely got a couple of big names because I think it's like I think it's a like a someone in the front court. I think it's either a power forward or a center. I'll give you another clue. That is correct. Um. Oh man, I should definitely know this. Twenty nineteen class. Twenty nineteen class USC. Wow. Oh, it's um. I'm gonna have a hard time pronouncing his name, but I know who it is. I think I don't know if this is correct though. Is it, um, he played with Lamelo Ball. His name's, like, Onyeka. Mm-hmm, okay. On, I can't even pronounce it. Is that your final guess? Onyeka, yeah, he played with Lamelo Ball. That is not the correct answer. Okay. It is actually Evan Mobley's brother, Isaiah oh, Mobley. Wow. That's what I thought. He was I, top see, 20? Yeah, he was a 95 overall rated player. Okay, so Onyeka was the second yep. guy. That's who I thought it was, and I, I said it, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. He went to Chino Hills, he played with the Ball Brothers. Right. They'll probably know. You, you might know it, you might not. Wow, I, I said I said I this because Isaiah high. Mobley, I was like, oh my God, it's his brother. I was like, that's going to be a great question because we just went over it. And that's why I came up with my question so quickly. Wow. Okay. All, All right, right, so the score stays the same. It is 8-7 to seven after... Stupid. 22 episodes here. Isn't that, oh, just quick, quick thing. It's crazy we're at 22 episodes. Yes. And we're close crazy. to 1,000 downloads. So let's get this to 1,000 downloads. Let's yeah, get it there. Let's get it. Uh, moving onwards to randomly ranked. We have a great one. Probably one of my favorite things uh, in this randomly ranked. We're going to mm. do uh, best chocolate bars. We're going to do top five chocolate bars as a matter of the fact. Um, I'm very excited. I love chocolate. My family knows I like <laughs> I know chocolate. You, you know I like chocolate a lot. Um, so... Trevor, uh, 
you asked your question first, so I will go first. Uh, number five, I just have a plain Hershey's bar. I feel like that's kind of like the OG chocolate bar. I don't know if it was made first. I feel like it's kind of old. Um, I mean, everyone likes Hershey's. It's just an OG. It's just a classic chocolate bar. Uh, number four, I have M&M's. Uh, this isn't a bar, I guess, but it is a, you know, a very famous chocolate candy. Um, I love M&M's. Uh, if my coworker, Stephanie, is listening, I steal her M&M's all the time. Thank you for <clears throat> your M&M's, Stephanie. I appreciate them. Uh, number three, I have Kit Kat. Uh, if, if you were my roommate, Ben, you understand, you know what my next three are going to be, including the Kit Kat. You should have guessed this. Uh, Kit Kat is just a solid overall combo. Chance the Rapper, uh, did a commercial with them that I loved. Um, doesn't have anything to do with their taste or the bar itself, but, you know, it makes me happy. Number two, I have Twix. Caramel and chocolate is a great combo. There's only one combo that beats caramel and chocolate, which leads me to my next one and final answer. I have is Reese's. There is simply not a better candy bar than Reese's. I guess you know, we can, Reese's is a candy bar. We could consider it a candy bar. Yes. Reese's is just the single hand of the greatest candy of all time. Uh, chocolate and peanut butter are great. Uh, if you don't have Reese's, we could definitely have a debacle. In a, uh, <laughs> your list is wrong if you don't have yeah, Reese's. Yeah, honestly, if you don't have Reese's in your top five, I, I, I don't if know if we could be friends. If you're allergic to peanuts, then I'll give you a pass. I, don't, I wouldn't even give you a pass then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, you get a pass if, you, if you're allergic to peanuts, but... Uh, yeah, Reese's is a great candy bar. Trevor, what would you have as your top five chocolate right. candy bars? Uh, number five, I'm going to start with Twix. I agree with you. Good Caramel com- and chocolate. Very good combination. Great. Number four, I'm going with Milky Way. Another good candy. Good candy you know, just from the days of going trick-or-treating, right. Milky Way is another great one. Number three, I also have Kit Kat, number three. Um, like you said, just, you know, the crunch. It's Ooh. A very good combination. Break me off a piece of that. Yeah, it's very good. And now my top two, it was very close. I honestly change my opinion on this sometimes between my top two. But number two, I am going with Snickers. Uh, I just love Snickers. Obviously, the commercials, they're right. You know, once you get a Snickers, then you're a totally different person, you know. And then number (laughs) one, (laughs) totally different person. Are you a different person? After I eat a Snickers? Yeah, because your stomach, when you're hungry, your stomach rubbles. Yeah, if I'm sitting in class after I have a Snickers, I'm good. Like we had a class. Tra- quick, quick story time. <laughs> Trevor and I had a class last year. Shout out Bryce if you're listening. We had this yeah. class with Bryce too. We're not gonna say the professor's name. We have him again this next semester, so we don't want to say his name. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, no, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say the <laughs> professor's name. Um, but in this class, uh, Trevor eats a lot of food. He's he's a he works out a lot, so he eats a lot of food. He's constantly eating protein bars. And I have never heard a stomach growl louder and more than in this one class. It had to have been like 10 times. And it growled loudly. Like, it was loud. Okay, I mean, comment, comment on your stomach on your stomach Wait, when it growls. Wait, are you talking about in economics or? No, I mean, no, no, this no. Not, multiple times. not econ. This, has, this story has happened multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Not in econ. No, no, no. In, uh, in our class we had last semester in marketing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so this happens... This happened multiple times. <laughs> it's it's bad. When you're hungry in a class and your stomach's like grumbling and the rest of the class quiet, it's not really mm. good thing. And that thing. was a long class too. We had a long class. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Hour and 15 minute class. But yeah, anyway, number one. <laughs> Quick side story. Uh, to move on, I'm going with Reese's. Good I pick. agree with you 100%. Chocolate and peanut butter is just the best combination I think ever, honestly. I can't think of a better one. So Reese's is my number one. All right, uh, so that is, uh, that'll be the it for Randomly Ranked. Uh, if you have any ideas for Randomly Ranked, we love hearing from you guys. Please tweet at us at SmallBallerPod, or whether it's me or Trevor, tweet at us, text us. If you have our number, don't leak my number. I don't need everyone texting me. I know we got a lot of fans. Small, small, we got a lot of small ballers out there, but 
I don't need everyone texting me. Um, moving on to our main topic today, we're going to do the AFC Conference Predictions. Um, we're not necessarily going to go through every single record, but we will go through every single division and you know, kind of determine what, how we think uh, the teams are going to stack up in the end. Um, first division, we're going to go with the AFC North. Trevor, I'm going to let you take this because this is my division. I will let you take this one up first. Um, right. what, what do you think is going to happen in the AFC North? All right, so the AFC North, I think, is definitely going to be the one that's most up for grabs. I think that the Steelers are going to take a, a f- kind of a fallback. I don't really trust Ben's health, um, and I don't trust the Steelers in general. So I have them kind of taking a fallback. I think the Bengals are going to be just downright horrible. Sorry, Ben. Uh, but your Bengals are going to be very bad Ben, this your year. Bengals suck. They're not good. Johnny, Johnny Bowling, if you're listening to this, Johnny, your Bengals suck too. Um, I'm sorry I had to say it. Uh, but I think it's going to be come down to the Browns and Ravens. I think it's going to be really close. But if I had to pick a team... I'm going to pick the Browns, which is crazy that I'm saying that. But I think they're going to be such a fun team to watch this year with Baker. Um, now with Odell joining the team, it's going to be so fun. I know the fans are so excited about it. Mm-hmm. So I think the Browns are going to win it. Could be the Ravens, but I'm going to pick the Browns. Yeah, no offense to Browns fans, but you're annoying. I, I've had so many Browns fans tell me they're going to win 12, 13, 14 games this season. This is the NFL. There's barely any teams ever that win 13 games in a season. You should not be saying your team's going to win 13. I don't care if you have Odell Beckham Jr. or who you have on your team. You're not going to win 13 games. Relax. Um, so here's what I'm going to say about the AFC North. Uh, I feel like on this podcast we have come accustomed to me uh, backing LeBron James no matter what he does. Uh, so I'm a little bit biased, I would say. Maybe the viewers can. What do you think? A little? Maybe a little biased? A little bit. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give my prediction on this conference. I don't want to jinx anything. You're not going to give your prediction? I'm not going to give my prediction. I will Ooh. tell you who I, what I think the uh, one specific team will go. I believe this team will go 0-16. It's going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm calling it right now going 0-16. Well, I want their franchise just to dismantle and <laughs> go apart and never be a franchise again. I promise this will be the only division I don't rate. I don't want to jinx okay. anything. But let's just say that I, I think my team will come out on top. All right. That's what I will say. All right. <laughs> Moving on, we're going to go to the AFC South. Um, this is an interesting division. I, I think this could play out a lot of ways. I actually don't think the Texans are as bad as people. Not, I mean, the, people don't think the Texans are bad, but I think they're better than what people expect. Um, I think the Colts this year are going to be a contending team, a team that is truly going to contend. I definitely have the Colts at the top. Uh, I mean, they came in with a season with an enormous amount of cap room, a ton of great rookies, a ton of great young rookies. Um, so I, I see this team really really exciling i could see them winning anywhere from 10 to even 12 games uh i could like the colts are going to be seriously a very good contending team i see the texans picking up maybe a wild card spot uh i like deshaun watson a lot deandre hopkins is an amazing player jj watt on the line um so uh, they're going to be a very good team uh the titans and jags are terrible so i don't see them going where the ravens has beat them 26-0 in preseason football which yes doesn't really matter but uh, overall, coming out of this division is going to be the Colts. Maybe the Texans. I really, really like the Colts out of this division, though. I actually agree with everything you said on this division. I think the Colts are the best team. I think um, to come out of the AFC, I think they are definitely one of the contenders. I think they're at least like maybe the third best team in the AFC. It's kind of close, but I think that they are the best team in this division. I think the Texans could definitely get a wild card. And I think that the Jaguars certainly have no chance to make the playoffs. The Titans, I think it's also a long shot. Uh, moving on to the AFC East. Uh, this is a very interesting division, I think, uh, because everyone sucks in this division. Everyone is terrible except the Patriots. Why does this happen every year that the Patriots get to walk to the playoffs? 
Do you know how frustrating that is for every other football fan? They have no challenges in this division. Really no challenges. Now, luckily, the Jets got a couple players. But, Trevor, what, what, what do you think about your crappy division? Uh, well, you know, I, I like my division a lot. I, I kind of take offense that you're calling my division crappy. Is it? Is um, that true? Because we have the best team in the NFL year in, year out. I'm, um, I'm not talking about the one team. I'm talking about the division. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the AFC East is a very bad division. Um, there's, there's really nothing, and, and, like, sometimes I try to be humble, I try to act like, well, you know, maybe we can worry about the Bills this year, maybe they have a chance, but I, I can't real, be real with myself and act like that, so the Patriots are going to win the division again, um, it's definitely not going to be a walk in the park to make the Super Bowl this year, I think there are definitely some good contenders, uh, that we'll talk about maybe in our next division, for example, but the Jets, we'll see, I'm not a big Sam Darnold believer, but, they could maybe make a run at a wild card spot. We'll see. The Bills and Dolphins aren't very good, especially the Dolphins. Dolphins are just downright horrible. Um, if they can win four games, that might be a miracle, honestly. Yeah, the Dolphins are terrible. Uh, we know this. I think this would be a good year for them in sense of rebuilding. Uh, you just got to take time. Get yeah. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen needs to play. I don't know why you play Fitzpatrick. What are you expecting to win 10 games yeah, this year? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the Patriots will destroy this division again. I actually don't think the Jets are horrible, but they're not great. I think they're a below-average team, but not, like, super below-average. Probably, like, the 16th to 20th best team in the league. Um, I think they'll win a couple games. Le'Veon Bell is a good player. Uh, I think Sam Darnold's progressing, and they have a good O-line. So I'm, I'm impressed with the Jets' movement. Um, but I don't think they're quite yet that quite there yet, especially not to contend against anyone. No one's coming out of this for a wild card spot. Right. Patriots win eleven to thirteen games again. Um, have a good season. Uh, but uh, all in all, this is a terrible division. I really want one of these teams to start being good at something. They all have rookie quarterbacks except the Patriots, which is gonna be interesting because after Brady's done, I think the Patriots will be bad for a little while because they will not have a quarterback right away. Whereas these three quarterbacks right. are groomed. Yeah. And they'll be in their prime, essentially. I mean, that's saying that all three quarterbacks do well and are, you know, are actually in their prime of their, you know, years. But uh, saying that, this will be another Brady and Belichick uh, win for this division. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, moving on to the AFC West. This is my interesting division alert. Um, I think the AFC North is going to be very interesting. There's three pretty good teams, not fantastic. What I love about this division is there's two really good teams in this division. I think the Chiefs are great, like really great. If Kareem Hunt didn't do what he did, there's no way they wouldn't win. Uh, I think the Chargers have a chance to win this division. I like the Chargers a lot. They need to get Gordon on an extension, um, keep him in his prime for years to come. Uh, as long as everyone stays healthy on these two teams, they are going to be really good. Tariq Hill is just such an amazing receiver. I just love Tariq Hill. Um, so I think the Chiefs still win this division, but the Chargers are the last wild card spot. Um, for me, I think the uh, last wild card spot's going to be left up to whoever loses the AFC North or the Texans. Um, it's going to be kind of close, I think. I, if the AFC North teams cannibalize each other a little bit, you know, split games, you know, one and one, uh, home and away games uh, between the in the division, I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Texans can definitely take that last wild card spot. Uh, but I, I 100% see two teams coming out of here. Chiefs and Chargers will both get a team. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree. I think the Chiefs are going to be really good again, just like last year. Their high-powered offense, I think, definitely should make them the favorite to come out of the AFC over the Patriots even. And I'm saying that 
even though it's my team. But, you know, we lost Gronk. We lost a couple other pieces. So I think the Chiefs deservedly should be the favorite to come out of the AFC. Um, I think the Chargers can definitely get a wild card. I think the other two teams, it's going to be a long shot. I think they're both kind of rebuilding. So I think um, that the Chiefs are going to definitely be the best team in this conference. And if we just go through like our who we think is going to make the playoffs, I think based on what we were saying before, we kind of have similar stances. But I think the Chiefs will be the one seed, and then I would have Patriots two seed, Colts the three seed. I'd have the Browns the four seed, and then I would go with the Texans the five seed and Chargers as my six seed in the AFC. Um, yeah, I got a similar outlook on this, a little bit different. I love the Colts. I really think the Colts are going to have a great year. Um, I have the Chiefs at one, Colts at two, Patriots at three. Four is an unnamed team I will not be naming. Um, five, I have the the Chargers, and six, I have the Texans. Um, but overall, I, I really like the Chiefs. I think that my comments will come back, and you guys will see when the Chiefs, or not the Chiefs, excuse me, the Colts, when the Colts end up being, you know, fabulous. Uh, because they will be fabulous. They, they they got as long as luck is healthy. They are going to yeah. be just so good. Like that's great. Um, but that's going to be it for today's episode. But before we go, we're going to give our quick predictions. Um, my quick prediction is Antonio Brown will play next year. I don't care about his helmet. He'll be playing. <laughs> yeah, he'll be playing with his helmet he has now, or he's going to conform to the uh, new helmet. He'll play with no helmet. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know. My prediction, I'm not super confident in this, but I have to manifest it. I have to just believe Manifest, in, manifest, manifest. I have to believe <laughs> in it. The Red Sox are going to win all three games against the Indians this week, even though the Indians are very good, and the Red Sox have been losing a lot lately. They're going to win all three games. I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to make this turnaround happen before it's too late. So that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for today's episode. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of the love you guys have shown us. We are very, very close to 1,000 downloads, so please tell everyone you know, your mom, your grandma, your grandpa, your dad, your sister, your brother, your distant cousin you don't really talk to, your friend that you kind of got out of touch with once you went to college. I don't care yes. who it is. Tell them all to listen to the Small Baller Podcast. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and more. So just check us out, guys. Please, we really, really appreciate it. Everything you guys are showing us, all the support. Follow us on Twitter at Small World Podcast and me and Trevor. It's linked in the description. Uh, leave us a rating. We could use a little rating down there. Just give us five stars. We yes. like that. Five we like stars, those. nice comments. Give us a review. We like reviews. Shout out to our one reviewer, uh, my dearest girlfriend, Kayla. Thank you. Um, but uh, thanks again, guys. We're so close to 1,000 downloads. Let's get there. SBP to 1,000 downloads. Yes. Okay, we're so close. Manifest it. Yeah, manifest, manifest, manifest. But uh, that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.